Hey, this is Steve. This podcast is all about making the gospel relevant to your life. That means discovering the good news of Jesus, no matter what you're going through today. You know, here at the Orchard Church, our leaders are sensing a movement, a real move of God that we believe might just change this world. In today's Super Sunday message, I talk about just that, and I call our church to a year of doing something brand new. That's our prayer for this year, is that, God, we would see you move. Lord, let our servants see you work again. Let our children see your glory. May the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. That's what we want this year. We want to see God move. And we've got to see him move this morning, haven't we? I'm standing over here while we're kind of, you know, um, worshiping, singing, and I'm thinking to myself, there's water all over this new carpet. What a great problem to have, am I right? Praise the Lord. So good to see dads baptizing kids. So good to see all those young people coming through the waters of baptism. Lord, we want to see you keep moving. We want to see you move and move and move. And we want to see such a move that our children can't stop talking about it. That long after we're gone, our grandchildren are still talking about it. We just want to see God move. So it's the beginning of a new year. 2022 for us was kind of the year of standing and building. And that's what we talked about all year long last year was taking a stand and building our house. Because the storm isn't just coming on the horizon, the storm is here now. And it's blowing like crazy. And we want to be able to stand, not fall. We want our house to stand, not fall. And so last year, last year, the first Sunday in February, I stood here and asked you to partner with us as a church around this idea of standing and building. And we did. A partner is someone who isn't just a chair sitter and a head nodder, maybe a hand raiser, but a partner is someone who commits that for this year, I will love God, love others, and make disciples. That's what Jesus has called every single one of us to do. And so this like some kind of loyalty statement to the Orchard Church. This is just us saying, I will be obedient. I've heard the words of my rabbi, and he's called me to follow him in this very specific way. Love God, love others, and make disciples. And so I will do what he says. For one year, I'll do that. I will follow him. And so we program around that. We program around each of these things, you know, loving God, loving others, and making disciples. So our Sunday morning worship is how we kind of corporately practice loving God. You know, our life groups are how we practice loving others because loving others isn't a one-off, throwing cash at it. It's bearing one another's burdens. It's lifting each other up. It's walking through life together. And making disciples, we do that with our serve teams as we serve like the disciples of Jesus were serving. 
We serve like they always did, making sure that that bread and those fish were passed around when Jesus fed the 5,000, right? We just serve one another as Jesus has called us to. What this means for us is that partners are just really intentional. Partners are intentional. We say that we're going to follow him, and so we intentionally practice following him in these ways. We aren't just going to say that we're something. We're not going to be hypocrites about it. We're actually going to do this for a year. And so that's why I ask people to partner around these ideas, to partner with us. And so I'd like to invite you today to partner, to to actually take the step this year of saying in 2023, I'm going to follow Christ the way he calls me to follow him. I'm not going to pay him lip service this year. I'm not just going to show up to church on Sunday and say, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm actually going to do what he said. I'm going to obey him and I'm going to love God, love others and make disciples. And what might just happen in my life? What might just happen if I actually obey him? How might he actually change me if I actually take that step of faith and obey him? So Orchard Church, what you're saying is, you can count on me. If I'm a partner, you can count on me. I'll be there. I'm in. I'm going to do this. So I'd like to invite everybody, grab your partner cards right now. You got partner cards on your seats? I see a bunch of them on the floor right now. Let me see them. Hold them up. They're the purple and orange ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Partner, there's the partner card right there. You'll notice that there's nowhere for you to sign the card because we partner digitally here. We do it digitally because here's what happens. When you write down your info, we mess it up when we're putting it in the computer. So we just let you put it in the computer for us. So I'm gonna ask everybody just to take a minute right now and scan that QR code with your mobile device. Right now, do it right now and partner with us for this year. You're like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not in a life group or I'm not on a serve team. Don't worry about that right now. When the service is over today, uh, all of our life groups and all of our serve teams are set up outside in the frigid, frigid weather. And they're gonna be out there for you to find your home for the year. So if you don't have a life group, if you don't have a serve team, go meet those people, ask them questions, find out what they do and what all is involved and join up with them. And I think it'll be a great experience. And if you leave today and you hadn't done that yet, don't worry, I promise we'll, we'll help you. We'll give you a call. We'll see that you partnered with us, but well, we don't know what serve team you're on. Don't worry, we'll give you a call. Say, hey, how can we help you get into the team you want? What are you looking for? What what do you need? What do you feel like your gifts are? Do you not know what your gifts are? Let us help you find those out. We'll help you any way that we can. It's just all about loving God, loving others, and making disciples. So I'm just gonna ask everybody to partner with us because something happens when you partner with us. Something happens. Not only, do you, not only do you intentionally walk in those steps of obedience, but God begins to move and begins to speak. Lord, we want to see you work again. He begins to move in a group of people that are corporately obeying him, submitting our lives to him. He begins to move, and, and I've seen it happen. In fact, I'm seeing a movement happen right now. I mean, I, good grief, you can't miss it. If you look right here, you can't miss it happening here. But there's something that's been going on in this body for the last, I don't know, at least several months. There's a heart that God is developing here 
in our group. It's a heart to win people for Christ. Yeah, there's a real heart that's really being developed right here among our group. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it on your response cards when you turn those things in. Time and time again, week after week, we're praying by name for lost people in your life that you're dying to see come to know Christ. I've sat with a few life groups and I've listened to how you have just poured your heart out because your, your heart is heavy with a burden for people in your family or in your neighborhood or in your workplace that don't know Jesus and you're just looking for opportunities. You're begging God for opportunities for you to share Christ. Some of you have family situations where, you know, our side of the family, we are Christ followers. But that side of the family, they hate Jesus. They are anti-Christ in every way, and there's division in the family. And I've heard the deep longing on the part of our family members to just build a bridge and to share Christ. I mean, I've heard you guys express a desire to see relatives, friends, neighbors, anyone anyone come to Christ. I had teens, look, I don't know what I need to do. I just want somebody to give me some resources and I will go walk the streets because I just want to tell people about Jesus. There's really this movement, I believe, this movement that is happening here among us where God is giving us a hunger to share Christ. And it's not simply that, I, you know, I just want to be obedient. It's not simply that. It is that but really what I think we're seeing is that the world is crumbling all around us, but we have found the answer. The world has fallen apart, lost, stumbling in the darkness, and looking desperately for hope, and we've got it. And we just want to tell the world about it, am I right? So my question today is this. Could God be starting something? Could God be starting something right here, right now? Ken shared some disheartening numbers at the beginning of the hour. Our nation has wandered far from God, but could he be starting something right here? I was wondering about this the other day. I was praying about it and thinking about it, and I just wondered, are we the only ones? Could God be starting something in churches all around our nation maybe all around our world. Maybe, maybe God's starting something that we're sensing now that's much, much, much bigger than just right here. And dude, if God's starting something, I want to be part of it. Lord, let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. May the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Our elders have noticed this. We've seen this kind of movement that God's starting among our people, especially our partners. We're, we're seeing that happen around us and our elders and our staff, we just wanna be obedient to him. We just wanna follow him. If God's starting a wave, we wanna catch that wave. And we don't wanna be like, well, we gotta do business as usual. We don't wanna be like, well, you know, we want to stay on schedule and keep our plans and do what we like. We want to catch whatever wave God is sending our way. We want to see God move. 
And so we've prayed about it. We've talked about it. Our staff has prayed about it and talked about it. And we believe that in 2023, God's calling us to a year of lighting up our world for Christ. We just really believe he's calling us to be bold and to step out on faith and to share Jesus with as many people as we possibly can. We're tired of the status quo. We're tired of the statistics that show that the body of Christ in America is aging and dwindling and dying. And we wanna see God move once again. We wanna see a spiritual awakening happen in our land and we wanna see God glorified and the kingdom restored here. We wanna be part of his work of redemption all around us all the time. If he's starting a wave, we wanna be in on it. So we've prayed about it and we've talked about it. And you're not gonna believe what our elders have come up with. We really believe that we need to set a goal. Set a goal. How many new believers should our church see come to Christ this year? You know, most churches in America don't have wet carpet. Most churches in America will baptize, most churches by far, some 70% of churches will baptize zero people this year. I'm just telling you the statistics. But what could God do through a people who are willing to actually be obedient to him? What could God do through a people who just desperately want to see God work again and want our kids to lock in on what his work really is in this world? What could God do? So our elders have prayerfully set a goal for this little tiny church to see 150 new believers come through our ministry this year. That means all of us. That means all of us sharing our faith. It doesn't mean Steve up here on Easter Sunday morning. By the way, Easter Sunday is nine weeks from today. And I promise you, when we have Easter out there on that field again this year, no matter who you bring, they're gonna hear the gospel. They're gonna hear the bad news of sin and the good news of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. But that's not just that. It's, it's about all of us sharing our faith in our workplace, where we hang out, at the gym, in the schoolyard, wherever we go, it's about us being obedient to share our faith. And I got good news for you. We've already gotten started on this. You know, here's the thing that I'm convicted of, that most churches do little or nothing to support new believers. Little or nothing. I sat in a leaders meeting with a bunch of leaders uh, last year and we went around the circle. There must have been almost 20 leaders around this circle and they all shared just really quickly when they came to know Christ and all of them, every last one of them said, I turned my life over to Christ. I was in a church, prayed to receive Christ. Everybody was happy for me and then nobody talked to me. Nobody explained what it even meant to be a follower of Christ. Nobody told me what to do next. So guess what? My spiritual life languished for years. 
I had to figure it out on my own. Sooner or later, I figured it out on my own. And now, now I've been a Christian for, you know, 10 years, 20 years. But I feel like I'm a brand new baby Christian just trying to figure it out. And my heart broke. Doesn't that break your heart? Because most churches, we, we clap, they come down to the front, you know, and we, you know, cheer for them. Yay, you made a decision for Christ. And then we ignore them. But our church has begun to put into place an incredibly great support system for anyone that turns their life over to Christ. And I want to tell you just a little bit about it. First of all, God laid it on our hearts, I don't know, a couple of years ago to create what we have finally got going here, and it's our dot life connection point that we do most Sundays right out this door after the service is over. We set up the banners and the tables, and our goal for that point is to connect to anybody that's making a spiritual decision of any kind. So whether you want to join a life group or whether you need to join a serve team or I just want to learn how to read the Bible or I don't know how to share my faith or whatever it is, but especially if you're turning your life over to Christ, we would love to connect with you right out there at the Dot Life Connection Point. I don't want you to come to the front of the room and let's just cheer for you. I want to make a connection. I want us to start a relationship. I want us to know who you are, and I want us to begin to build that support-type relationship. And so one of our tools that we use out there, this is a great tool. We have developed this New Believer gift box. I just want you to know our church is serious about people turning their lives over to Christ. And so we wanted to give them something that communicates value. I'm just going to tell you right now, these boxes are a little more expensive than what churches normally give out to someone. Uh, when I told a couple of people how much these are going to cost us each, they kind of winced at me. Oh, it's really costing that much? I'm like, yeah, because we believe in this. There's no greater value than turning your life over to Christ. So what we do is when, when you come out, if you're a new believer, you want to turn your life over to Christ, you come out to the Dot Life Connection Point, you get to talk to a real human being first of all and then we give you this uh, new believer box and I want to show you what's in it because it's really pretty nice it's a beautiful box it says I've decided to follow Jesus it's got our little logo on it you know uh, and it's a really cool box Annie Oakley got these all put together for us and then you open it up and inside the box there's a wonderful little gift a little orchard coffee mug that says I've decided to follow Jesus isn't that cool? And there are all of your next steps as a believer. You know, they all told me, no one told me what to do. Well, here's the next steps right here. Here are four steps for you to take right now as a new believer. We also have a description of all four of those in this little uh, leaflet, this little pamphlet, whatever this is on the inside. So first of all, we're setting you up for success because we're telling you what the next steps are. Uh, we also, you're going to love this. We give you this copy of the Gospel of Mark. So it's a little sliver of the Bible, and it's in journal format. So you open it up to any part of Mark, and there's plenty of places to write. And we, our goal for you is to learn who Jesus is as he is represented to us 
by Mark's gospel. But it doesn't end there. We, we want you to take notes and everything, but we also give you this New Believers Handbook, which describes what it means to be a new believer, and it's a study guide working your way through the book of Mark. So it's a help for you as you go through this. But wait, it doesn't stop there. <laughs> because my favorite thing, my favorite thing about this whole New Believers package is not the coffee mug, although I'm a big coffee drinker. Anybody else a big coffee drinker? Yeah, okay, good. Uh, my favorite thing is not this journal book, but this is awesome, by the way. The best thing about the box is the box comes with a coach. And at the Dot Life Connection Point, you will get to meet your coach who will spend the next several weeks with you over coffee, walking through a study of Mark together and helping you get started in your walk with Christ. Isn't that awesome? So I don't want to hear this. Nobody told me what to do <laughs> because we aren't going to let that be an excuse here. Not only that, uh, not only do we do the Dot Life Connection uh, point out there, but we do the New Believer box. You get a coach with that. And then the goal for you, for a new believer, when they come through the study of Mark, is to end up at the New Life class where we walk through and answer all your questions and we explain what baptism is. And we have another coach there that will help you write your baptism testimony so that you can share it on video on the day that you get baptized. And by the time that coach finally lets go of you, you've completed the class, you've been baptized, you've gone through the book of Mark and you're in a life group and you're serving on a team huh so I don't care what you say I think that's pretty incredible so we just have a heart we just have a heart to see people come to Christ and to mean it we want to resource them and we want to connect them to the body and we want to make sure that we've got them off to a really really good start and that, the, and that we walk alongside them all the way. This has been something we've been implementing for some time now, and we finally got it really good and going. And I'm just asking you, could God be starting something? Could God be starting something? I mean, is it possible that he's moved in our hearts to do all this? Because this year, he's calling us to get out there and to light up our world, just to be part of his work of redemption, redeeming this dark, broken world back to himself. So we just wanna do that. We just wanna make the gospel relevant any way we can. We just wanna make the gospel relevant. So, so I'm asking you not just to partner with us to love God, love others, and make disciples, but I'm gonna invite you to partner with us to light our world, to be part of this movement that we believe God is doing here. May the Lord our God show us his approval because Lord, we're gonna be on your task this year. We wanna be following you in this. So Lord, make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. So, you know, it'd be easy for me as a pastor to just say, all right, go out there, good luck. Call me when you get one. Right, it'd be really easy for me to do that. I, you know, hey, just trust me, you know, it, we'll all be fishers of men, go fish, you know, and come back, let me know how that went for you. I'm not gonna do that to you because I'm your pastor and I love you and I care about you. And so we're not just gonna throw 150, that number out there and just say, go get them. We're, we're doing that today, by the way, but 
but I'm here for you. We're here for each other, and we're going to support you in this. And I want to show you three different ways that we're here to support you so that you can be an effective, effective servant in the hands of the master. The first way is going to be Sunday support. Yeah, for the next, I don't know how many Sundays, I'm going to be preaching on evangelism. Actually, I got a schedule. Let me show it to you. In February, for the rest of this month, I'm going to be doing a message series that I'm calling Light Your World. And I'm going to be talking about what evangelism is and why we do it and how it works. So on Sunday mornings, I'm going to be preaching about that in February. In March, I'm going to do a series called Seek and Save. And it's a study through mostly the book of John on how Jesus won people. I mean, why would we go anywhere else but to look at what Jesus did? We're going to start off by looking at how he won the disciples to himself. And we're going to look at some of the other case studies that we have in the Word of God. And then in nine weeks, it's going to be Easter Sunday. Dude, that ought to be a really good target. If you want somebody to hear, that would be a really, really good time. Be praying now about who God would have you bring to our Easter Sunday morning service. And then I'm going to start a brand new series after Easter Sunday for everybody. And it's not just kind of for us to be uh, talking about lighting your world. It's going to be for everybody. And I'm doing this because Justin Chadwick told me I should. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing a series called The Real Jesus, really for the rest of the year. And it's going to be an expositional study through the book of Mark. We're just all going to do this together. And Justin said, if you're, if you're taking new believers through this, why don't you take all of us through this so we know what we're telling them when they get started? And I was like, okay then, that's what we'll do. Sounds like a great plan. And so I have a whole year of a sermon calendar to support you in you being a light to the world. But that's not where it ends. We're also gonna be supporting you in our life groups because starting this week, we got a whole new uh, level of support we're gonna do there where we have a new book that we're gonna be doing together in groups and you can order that book now. It's called Anyone But Me. It's right here. It's, it's, a, it's a great book. It's an easy read and it's about sharing your faith. Anyone but me. I want ever, anyone to share their faith but me. And Ray Comfort is a guy that's not just talking it, he's doing it. Uh, he is a Christian apologist, but he's got, <laughs> he's got a YouTube channel or two where he just rides around California, California <laughs> on his bicycle with his little dog in the basket. And he just goes up to people. He just gets off. He's kind of an older guy. He just gets off his bike and he says, hey, can I interview you, random stranger, for my YouTube channel? And of course, people are like, yeah, I'll be on your YouTube channel. And then he starts asking them questions about whether they're going to be spending eternity in heaven or not. And he goes through the process of witnessing to person after person after person um, and sharing faith with them and some come to Christ and some don't. But what an incredible, not just telling it, but doing it. So in our life groups, not only are we going to be reading his book, but in our life groups, we're going to be watching some of his videos. It's a lot of fun. 
So it's going to be really an incredible thing. And this week, uh, your life group leader will be talking about, hey, this book, get it this week. And they'll give you the Amazon link to get to it. But it's called Anyone But Me. You can look it up right now. And uh, if you're like me, you can get it on Kindle. And you can probably read the first chapter or two before I'm even done talking today. If you're bored, you know, if you're bored. (laughs) So we're going to be supporting you on Sunday mornings and in life groups, but that's not where it ends. We're also going to be doing some training support. Here's the thing that breaks my heart about evangelism. I've been saying for months now that evangelism is kind of a lost art in church anymore. I remember 40 years ago, 30 years ago, when evangelism was a priority in church. Churches invested into it. They trained their people. They bought curriculum. They practiced. They ran drills on it. And then they would send them out to go. Remember how they would do it back in the 80s to knock on doors? And you memorized. I, I, I'm a certified evangelism explosion trainer. That means I've got my 30-minute sermon memorized. And I learned the first couple of times out. You know, you got to memorize a bunch of scripture in this. I learned the first few times out to ask them the two questions, the diagnostic questions. Are you going to determine where they are spiritually? And then take a deep breath because it's a 30-minute long sermon. And if I stop to take a breath, they'll have an excuse. They got to go. I got to go. And I just, you know, back then it was a priority. But 30-minute sermons on someone's doorstep isn't going to cut it in the 21st century. Nobody wants your 30-minute sermon. They want a relationship, and they want a conversation. And so I started looking around. I started getting online and looking around, I don't know, back in November, December. Where, God, where, where can we find some good resources to help train us and support us? And here's what I found. There's barely anything out there at all anymore. It's all kind of dried up and gone away. Evangelism is a lost art. It's the great commission. It's the thing that he told us to do. And no wonder the church is dying today because we've said, nah, not going to do that. Anyone but me. And so I looked around and the only things that are still out there anymore are, I'm just going to tell you, they're old and crusty. They're old and crusty. They're They're dated. You know, they're, they're in the past. But I've discovered something that's right here under our noses that's available to us right here in Gilmer County that I didn't know anything about. And it's through a friend of mine named Bob Burgess. Some of you guys know Bob. He attends here every now and then. He's a member of the Gideons. You know the Gideons. They place Bibles in places. And the Gideons, over the last decade or so, have developed a really interesting training program. It's a one evening training program to help you train on how to share your faith. And it's called Conversations. And it's all about having conversations and levering your co- leveraging your conversation to point to Christ. So it's not go and preach a 30-minute sermon. It's leverage the relationships that you already have for Jesus. And I want you to know our church is invested into this. First of all, they have, the Gideons have been very gracious to us and they have been willing to come here to the Orchard Church for two training sessions. It's the same training session each time. So I asked them to come twice 
because their capacity is very limited. They can't handle more than 25 people in one session. It's because they do, they run drills. You know, if you really wanna learn how to shoot your gun, you'll go and you'll practice in the target range, right? If you wanna learn how to make your elevator pitch for your business, you'll practice saying it through several times. So we'll actually run drills on, well, what if they ask this question? Or what if they pose this problem? Or what if they have this objection to you? How do you deal with that? So they help us. They'll run drills and all that kind of stuff. But it's 25 people max. And so we're going to do it for free twice on February 19th and February 26th. You need this. I need this. I wanna, I wanna leverage any conversation I have. I wanna always be purposing in my mind that this conversation that God just gave me is not for me, it's for him. And so I'm gonna use this conversation for his glory. Our church is super invested in this. We're, we so believe in it, we're buying you dinner that night. Okay, so we're paying for the food if you will just come be trained. The only way to RSVP and to claim your seat is to either use the QR code that's on the screen right now or to go through our upcoming events page on the website. I want to encourage you to scan this and sign up right now because you'll forget later on. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You won't do it tomorrow. Take your seat now and be part of this training. I'm telling you, we're super invested in this. Um, Not only have we bought... um, not only have we, are we buying dinner for you for this training, but we're also, the church has also already bought a bunch of Bibles for you to use. I've watched this in action. I, I, I can't stand these little Gideon Bibles because I'm old. You got to be an 18-year-old to be able to read these things. But I've watched Bob in action. We'll be at a restaurant. We'll be somewhere in town. And whoever we end up talking to, he just pulls a Bible out of his coat pocket and he says, do you have one of these? And every time someone says something to the effect of, well, yeah, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, I don't know how to use it. And he walks through a basic, here's how you use the Bible with them. And they happily take it and sometimes ask for a second. And Bob carries like six or eight. I mean, he's got, he's got this vest full of them. It's like a tactical vest with the word of God in it. So we've already bought a bunch of Bibles for you. I'm telling you, we mean business about this. Not only that, uh, but Annie has worked up some cards. I want to tell you about these cards. You know, you've seen the little tracts, the little tracts that are so lame, the little gospel tracts. I hate them. They're so so lame. Uh, But we've got these cards, and the cards go along with the track that you'll be wearing on your wrist if you want to use this method. I love this. Uh, It's a color-coded way to share the gospel with someone. Each of these colors on my wrist has a verse imprinted on it. And so what you do is with the thing is you tell people about the problem of sin in our lives. You know, that sin, my sin, leads to the black, my death. I'm I'm in trouble. I'm under God's judgment. But the blood of Jesus covers my sin because he loved us so much his blood covered my sin and if I'll just receive by faith his gift that he offers me of eternal life then it will result in new life for me here and eternal life with him huh it's that simple 
And the cards spell all that out. All of these verses are on these cards. And you can just use this as an easy, simple tool. I'm telling you, we're serious about this. We're not joking around. We're not saying, okay, 150, go get them. Let us know how that works for you. We are supporting you in a thousand ways, and we mean business. Do you think you could mean business about this? Do you think that maybe God's put you in that family with those lost people for a reason? Do you think maybe God's put you in that classroom with those lost teenagers for a reason? Do you, think, do you think that just maybe God knew what he was doing when he put you in your workplace against that really, really difficult to get along with person that drives you crazy? But maybe God knew what he was doing so that he could work his plan of redemption through you. So we're gonna support you in that way those two nights. Oh, but it doesn't end there. <laughs> Next month, I'm gonna do a basic apologetics course on Sunday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. It's gonna be in March. And it's gonna be, the apologetics is just the basics of defending your faith. So we're gonna answer questions like, what is the Bible even and why do we think we can trust it? You know, tell me about this whole creation thing because I'm not sure about a literal six-day creation. You know, we're gonna be looking at all of these basic questions that your non-believing family, friends will have so that you'll know how to deal with that. So I'm gonna spend all of March doing that all the way up to probably even in including the first week of April, I'm not sure, but leading up to Easter so that you're ready, so that you're prepared, so that you're not walking around cold on this, but you've run drills on it in your training time and you've taken an apologetics class to know how to deal with basic questions that people have and you're prepared, prayed up and armed with the word of God so that you can be used by him to win others to Christ, to be part of his great work of redemption right here in Gilmer County and beyond. Does that make sense? How's that landing on you so far? What do you think? Huh? So here's my question. What could happen? What could happen if we're just obedient about this? According to the government, Gilmer County has 31,353 residents as of 2020. Most disagree with that and peg that number higher. But what if we just saw one-tenth of those come to know Christ? What if we just saw one-tenth of those, what would happen? Heck, one one-hundredth of Gilmer County is 313. That's more than double our goal of 150. Is our goal too small? Is our vision too small? I mean, because if we could just reach one one-hundredth of Gilmer County, what could happen? Could God be starting something here? Think about it. What could happen in our community with drug overdoses if all of a sudden a significant portion of our community was actually obedient followers of Christ, had given their lives to Christ, and he was working a spiritual awakening here? What could happen in drug overdoses? What could happen in our school system if parents and kids actually started coming to Christ, what would happen in our school system? 
What would happen in your workplace if God began to redeem the hearts of lost people where you work? What would happen in that environment? What would happen if so many people came to Christ that there was always food being provided at Tower Road? What would happen if there were so many people coming to Christ that there were always mentors for students at the middle school? What would happen in our church if so many people were coming to Christ that we could never put the baptistry away because we need it all the time? What could happen if we actually saw 150 new believers start coming to church on Sunday morning? Where in the heck would we put them? What if, what if this time next year, the first week of February on Super Sunday, what if I have to stand here and not be casting vision for what we're gonna do in Gilmer County, you know, in lives next year? But what if I was casting vision this time next year for breaking ground on that new property that we own right over there? Could God be starting something? Could God be starting something? I'm hoping that today you will partner with us. I'm hoping that today you will decide in your heart that you're not gonna let that conversations training happen without you, that you're gonna be part of that, that you're gonna let God use you and you're gonna light your world in 2023. I'm hoping that your prayer is that, Lord, we wanna see you work again. Come on, say it with me. Let our children see your glory and may the Lord our God show us his approval. Come on and make our efforts successful. Yes, Lord, make our efforts successful.